mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Bread aisle, are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number one organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLB Injury Insight. Thanks for joining us today. You're here with Nick Savali, physical therapist. And we're here today to talk about two young, excellent pitchers, Shane McClanahan and Tony Gonsolin. We want to take a look at how their seasons have been affected by injury and how their usage and the amount of innings pitched compared to previous seasons may have played a role in these injuries. Uh, First up, we're going to talk about Shane McClanahan, who everyone around the league knows has been a dominant force since the beginning of the season. He's compiled a 2.51 ERA on the year, uh, but it's recently come up due to what I think is lingering uh, pain or lingering weakness from the recent injury he had. It was uh, as low as a, a 2.2 ERA right before he had that injury. So the yearly numbers look like this, 2.51 ERA, over 161.1 innings, and a 10.7 strikeouts per nine, and a whip under one at 917. So excellent numbers, but all of these have gone down, or in other words, have been worse since his injury. He's had three starts since the injury in late August, and he went five innings not giving up a run. That was a pretty good game. But then he went four four innings giving up five runs and five innings giving up four runs. His strikeouts were only three and two respectively in those two games. And uh, his ERA jumped up to that 2.51 that we talked about. So looking back at this injury, shoulder impingement in that throwing shoulder, we want to take a look at why this might have happened. Over the years, Shane McClanahan hasn't exactly totaled a large number of innings in his professional career. We're going to throw out 2018, which was his first year in pro ball after getting drafted, because he only threw seven innings. And and that's not all that unusual for someone who just gets drafted and going into rookie league. So we're going to look at 2019, 2021, because he was a minor leaguer in 2020, not on the roster, so not playing, and 2022 this year. His first year in the minor leagues, very good year, 3.36 ERA, and he, he exhibited his high K per nine. He had almost 12 K per nine, which is amazing. But he threw 120.2 innings. The next year, 2020, he had the year off. The following year with Tampa Bay, after debuting early in the season, he had 123 innings pitched. This year, he's up to 161.1. Now, it's normal for pitchers to progress in innings pitched throughout their careers because the minor leagues have fewer games and they come up to the majors and develop more. But to make that jump from 120 to a year off to 120 right up to 160, 
not only that, but there was there's still a good chunk of the season left at the time he got hurt. And assuming the Rays were planning for the playoffs, you got to account the playoffs. It's strange to me that they didn't do anything about his his usage. For an organization like the Rays who are so analytically driven, they have to know that this guy's never gone over 120 or so innings. And by the time late August rolls around, he's at about 145. And they didn't make any changes to their rotation. They didn't add a sixth guy. They didn't do bullpen games, really, to change. I mean, occasionally they've thrown that in. But if you look over the course of his season, he's had a lot of games on four days rest or five days rest. And... It's just strange to me that they didn't account for this as they're making a push towards the playoffs. And I know they want their ace in there as much as possible, but did they really think that this guy who throws 99 miles an hour with movement and has off-speed stuff in the 90s, how's he going to add 40 to 50 to 60 innings onto his max total over the course of his career and not feel something? So it's just very strange to me that it's it's just it's not a surprise to me that he got hurt really and shoulder impingement is inflammation of the rotator cuff as it goes through the shoulder joint and all the bony structures that usually happens when something is overworked or overtired and it doesn't have the right recovery time a lot of times that'll happen to people when they paint their house because their shoulders are not used to this type of workload and then they, their shoulder goes up and down all day painting and they get shoulder impingement which can then affect the nerves and cause tingling down the arm and it's very painful and in the long run it's not something I'm very concerned about for his you know year after year success or prognosis but it's just not surprising that something broke down and he got tired um, the the shoulder impingement that he is experiencing is due to the fact that he experienced a load greater than what he's used to and in this case it was just a duration type of element that we're looking at when your body is used to throwing for four to five months of the year in a certain amount of innings and then you go into a longer season and you're throwing more innings he just wasn't ready for it and I think a reasonable number they should have planned for is about 150 innings and they could have done that in a number of ways. You know, the Rays know how to work the system and use the IL sneakily and all these things. But they didn't do it. And they're paying for it now. He He's come back and his ERA has not looked the same. His Ks per nine have gone down. His whip has gone up. His ERA has gone up. Everything is looking worse than it was. And that could just be rust. Maybe he's going to work his way back up to where he was for the playoffs. But now we look at next year. Let's say they make even a little bit of a playoff run. Now he has a shorter offseason to recover from more innings. And with how hard he throws, that's just a really difficult thing for the body to do. So for an organization that's so good at analysis and planning and analytics and all these things, I think this was a poorly handled. I, and I was not the least a bit surprised when he had to get pulled out of warm-ups a few weeks back and... They announced he was on the I.L. or something. So happy it wasn't anything more severe, but they, they really got to watch this guy and make sure they're planning for the future with him. 
All right, we're going to move on to Tony Gonsolin. Uh, a similar case in that his career high for innings pitched is right around 120, 128 actually. Interestingly enough, that was in the minor leagues four years ago in 2018. And since then, he's only pitched you know 80 innings, 46 innings in 2020. It's not really their fault there. You just get what you can get out of pitchers that year. Uh, 78 innings the next year, and then now we're up to, ironically enough, 128.1 innings is when he got hurt. So his max, previous max was 128. Now he's at 128 and a third, and that's when he had the right forearm strain. So I'm not saying that he's not able to progress further than 128, but it's been four years since he's done it. So, again, the Dodgers have kind of had their backs against the wall with a bunch of starting pitching injuries, and they've just had to make do with what they have. But they're a team that is so far ahead, that, and they have so much money. You can't start someone's service time and call up more minor leaguers to get a spot start or you know, bring relievers in and, and give Gonson a little more rest because you know that their goal is World Series or bust. So if Gonsolin hadn't gotten hurt, he's looking at a pace of like 160 to 70 innings, which is a crazy expectation for a guy who in the past few years has thrown, uh, let's see, 81.1 and then 46.2 and then 78.1 or something like that. And now he's going to jump up to twice that? There's no contingency plan. And I know it's hard for a manager to hold a guy out who's cruising and doing well. Both of these guys have been amazing this year. And Gonsolin's whip is .865. His ERA is extremely low. His ERA is at 2.1. He's been an absolute stud all year. 16-1 win-loss record. But at some point you got to know that this stuff's going to happen. So he experienced a forearm flexor strain. It's a very similar soft tissue injury where the muscle is overworked. It doesn't have enough time to recover. Or, you know, it could happen on a particular pitch where the muscle is just really tired and it strains too hard and you get uh, micro-tearing in the muscle fibers. But both of these injuries are overuse injuries. They are in a point of the season where people are tired and achy and always sore, but these are two young stud pitchers who have never gone this long. And these two organizations are seeing what happens when you try to push a guy up in his innings limit and he's not ready for it. So Tony Gonsolin is scheduled to come back this Monday. He's feeling good, but the recovery was not exactly a quick one. He had a couple setbacks. Shane McClanahan is back, but not looking his best, not his sharpest. And I hope these guys both finish the year strong, but we're going to have to see what they look like next year going into the season because, like I said, the rest after the usage of these muscles is a big factor. And if they both have shorter postseason, shorter off-seasons to recover and they got to get going again, you know, if, if McClanahan... If, uh, either of them go into November in the World Series and then they only have two months max off before they start throwing again. Most guys start throwing around the new year. That shoulder's going to be tired, that forearm's going to be tired, and, and we're going to have to keep our eye on this. So um, 
wish both of these guys the best of luck, and but we're going to have to monitor it closely. Uh, any questions or follow-ups on any of this stuff, feel free to contact me at NicoCiva1 on Twitter, N-I-C-O-C-I-V-A and the number one. And we'll talk soon. Get ready for playoff baseball. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.